Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am good. Good, good. Cold, windy day here. Yes, huh? very cold. Just got back from a run. Was blowing all over the place. Oh my goodness gracious! But at least it's uh, it's not raining, and I'm very thankful for the rain. I don't know if all of you saw it, but uh, we had that massive rainstorm on. Hmm, I don't know. Was it Friday? Saturday? Uh, yeah, I think because it wasn't a school day. It must have been Saturday. I think it was fr- over the night Friday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was over the night Friday yeah. into Saturday. And I don't know if anyone saw it, but uh, you know, Cibolo Creek filled right up to the point where. The heavy machinery that was, you know, was dredging the bottom was mm-hmm. totally flooded and underwater. I know. And all that was sticking above was just kind of like the the elbow of the I excavator. I did see that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is kind of hilarious. So does that ruin but, the excavator? Oh, it's got to. I mean, you know, they've they've been underwater for a That's day. It's so expensive. It's totally expensive. I mean, it, it's it's funny. I, I feel terrible for the the contractors because I don't know how they're going to get those things out. Ugh. But it was it was kind of amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. But then I saw. Yeah, we got like what five inches, something like that. Well, you know, I I I think our little rain gauge here said four inches. Okay. Um, but then our you know our our phone series said half an inch, and I'm like, where are they no, measuring that? No, Siri I mean, under did not some have that right. Porch or something that makes yes. no sense. No. So I don't know, but it okay. was but that was pretty cool though. Okay. So that was good. Yeah, so we got um, a lot of rain. We had a birthday for David. We did seventeenth birthday for David, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And then I managed to keep my streak of rooting for the losing team alive. Mm, so I finished Super Bowl. strong this year. So this year, basically yeah. every team you wanted to win lost, except basically for, except for Army. Oh, Army! Yeah, yes. Army won, so that was good, and that's the one Go that really Sam. counts, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, every other team I was rooting for lost. Although I will say it, mm-hmm. it was a great game. It was. I mean, in terms of Super Bowls, to go to a you know, the last seconds of the first overtime was a pretty amazing game. So mm-hmm. that was that was awesome. It was well worth watching. Yes, I was happy that the Chiefs won, but yes. I was only happy because I'm just one of these Fairweather fans that likes, you know, I kind of like Taylor Swift and I like, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, that's what you get for liking Taylor Swift. <laughs> Choking right. on my words. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Travis Kelsey, but I did not like that yesterday, that little stint when he like pushed his coach. That no, was not that, cool. That was pretty bad. I'm surprised. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised the coach didn't. I guess he laughed it off. I guess they kind of said, well, he's serious about the game or something. Yeah, well, I don't know. I know. Who knows? Who knows? And, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure there are many of our listeners who are excited that the Chiefs won because of the Texas connection with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, you know, outstanding, uh, outstanding quarterback, Texas, uh, Texas boy. So mm-hmm. it's great to there see you. There you go. But yeah. And then we have Lent starting. That's the final thing we'll we talk do. about before we, we get do. into the Gospel yep. of John. But Lent starts on Wednesday for anyone who doesn't know. I think all of our listeners know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Lent is uh, Lent starts Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, which is also St. Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, and so that's my sermon. I'm connecting St. Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. On Oh, you are on Wednesday. You yes. are not on Sunday. By means okay. of the, fourth, the third century um, Emperor Claudius Gothicus. Ah. Yes, so there's about two people who actually will appreciate that. But. When's the last time you've heard a sermon about Claudius Gothicus? Claudius Gothicus. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. So very exciting. Can't yes. wait to hear I this. I know. Well, I can tell it to you right now. No. And we're going out on our Valentine's date tomorrow night. We are. Since it's very strange that Valentine's Day is the first day of Lent. Kind of annoying, but we will celebrate on Tuesday going mm-hmm. out to dinner, and then we will have to do our Lenten. There'll be no more... No more wine, no, no more, more sweets wine, no for more you. Beers, no sweets, no a season snacks. of abstinence. Yep. So I was, uh, I, I felt it was my duty yesterday to make sure that I was drinking all the beer out of my fridge. Oh gosh. So yeah. 
Oh. I'm just trying to well, set we myself didn't, up. Well, we didn't success. have that much. No, we didn't have much. I think there's no. like four of them there. But. but that is a good point. That's the whole idea between Mar- uh, Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras, right? The, mm-hmm. Or the idea of carnival that, you know, most cultures have is that before a period of uh, abstinence or whatever, mm-hmm. of fasting, then there's always this period of feasting. Yeah, a yeah. feasting. A feasting so, of joy, kind of a last hurrah. Last a last hurrah. And yeah. then it gets you, it kind of gets you through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So that'll be good. And uh, you know, that's what I preached on yesterday at church. And um, uh, it seemed to really kind of resonate with people and stick mm-hmm. with people. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what people take on this year for Lent. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so m- myself, if you remember last year when you and I were talking about this, I did way too much. I, I, I really kind of... Honestly, I think that was two years ago, oh, but okay. Man, it was tough. Uh, so this year, I'm, I'm much more modest. I'm just giving up um, alcohol, sweets, and then... Like junk food, you know, like snack food. Okay, by know? the way, that doesn't sound modest to anybody listening right now. That's well, a lot of things. It is, yeah. Okay, and so. And I'm also taking on two books. One about <laughs> spiritual warfare, and then the other about, um, what was the other one about? Oh, well, yeah, Charles Spurgeon. Uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon on pastoral ministry. So. Oh, my goodness. And we also have to, we're, as a congregation, yeah. we're doing God's grand story. So that's three things you're taking on and three major yeah. things you're giving up. Well, I know, but like, you know, I got a devotional every day, so I'm just kind of swapping one devotional oh, okay. for the other. Okay, so. okay, okay. But I, I did uh, the first God's grand story today. I saw you did too. Yes, so I did. to a good start. We read from Daniel and we read from Luke. Yeah, Daniel and Luke. And I was pleased to see that in the providence of God, my sermon yesterday kind of segued very well into the lesson for today. Yes. So I was really pleased about that. So, very good. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully people will enjoy that. Yeah. So if yeah. you don't have God's grand story, do we have any copies left for St. John people? Yeah. As of yesterday, there were probably about 40 or 50 copies still left. Okay. Which is good. And I think we've got some more coming in too. Yeah. Because that's not enough. Okay. No, but it's great. I mean, I'm, you know, as a pastor, I get excited to think about a church that takes Lent seriously. That's mm-hmm. a time when people can really grow in their faith and mm-hmm. walk their walk with the Lord. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right, well, we are talking about John, the second, well, it's the second installment yes. of John. Yes, so last week, uh, we looked at really at the first chapter of John, mm-hmm. um, and we, we made the point that there are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, mm-hmm. uh, and John is very different from the other three um, in, in many ways. Uh, you know, he has a different yes. kind of a scheme, a different structure. Yep. Um, but one of the big ways is Matthew, Mark, and Luke really focus on... Um, on Jesus' humanity, mm-hmm. you know, so Luke is, in Luke, Jesus is very compassionate, and Matthew, Jesus is the fulfillment of the, the, the Jewish prophecies, and Mark, you know, there's the secret, who is this man? Mm-hmm. Uh, and John tells us who he is right from the very get-go, mm-hmm. I mean, right from the very first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, and was, the word with was with God. God, right? I mean, so yes. right from the beginning, we know that Jesus is God incarnate, mm-hmm. God in the flesh, and then the rest of John's gospel is this encounter between God and human beings. And so God comes to people in the person of Jesus, mm-hmm. and then how people respond is a sign of where their hearts are. Okay. You know, uh, so those who uh, those who welcome him um, are what we would call saved. Mm-hmm. Those who reject him, at least at that moment, are judged and found wanting. Mm-hmm. Now they can always come back if yes. they repent, right? But it's, it's a very different structure in John. So Jesus comes into people's lives and how they respond to him really is is a sign of where their hearts lie. Hmm. Uh, so it's very different. And Speaking I, of that, I just want to... Sure. I had never um, heard before this idea between, um, well, our speaker, what was his name when he came last week and did the... John Polk. John Polk, yes. Mm-hmm. Pastor John Polk. So the book brings out this encounter with Nicodemus under the tree and mm-hmm. then the woman at the well. And right. one is in chapter three of John and one is in chapter four of John. 
And the main point was that, yes, like you said, Jesus encounters people and he finds out where their heart is, usually by asking questions, right? That's what he does um, to get to the heart of mm-hmm. the matter. But the point the book brings out and, and Pastor John brought out was that like, so Nicodemus was from the angle of being, he was an elder and, you know, a legalist, obviously, or, you know, mm-hmm. he was following the law. Right. It says, I have not found someone in Israel. What does it say again? Some, you well, know, you know the quote. But, but yeah. Yeah. yeah are, are you not a teacher of the law and do you not know these things? Yes. Okay. Anyways. And oh, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I got the no, wrong person. That's okay. But We're that's okay. Like yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Nicodemus needed to hear that he could never be good enough, right? Mm-hmm. He couldn't be too good. And he still needed Jesus. And the woman at the well needed to hear that she could never be so far from Jesus mm-hmm. that he wouldn't bring her in because she was in, you know, like a sinful state. So yeah. it was like opposites, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely talking that away to, to preach something. Yeah, there's a little thing, there's a little diagram in the book about mm-hmm. it. Yes, good. Yeah, no, I thought that was mm-hmm. a great point. One yes. can never be uh, good enough and the other can never be bad enough. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, I thought it was it very, was very well done. Okay, but sorry, carry on. Yes. So uh, last week, we kind of wrapped it up with uh, with a segue. So John chapter 1 has the scheme of seven days. Mm-hmm. And the seventh day is John chapter 2, verse 1. And on the third day, Jesus and the disciples went to a wedding in Cana of Galilee. So that's kind of the the seven days. And on the seventh day, it really starts the, the story of John proper with, uh, with the wedding of Cana of Galilee. And for the rest of John, John really builds everything. Well, not everything. John builds most things around the number seven. Mm-hmm. And so there are seven days in the prologue, there are seven signs, there are seven I am's, seven hours, and some key um, stories with seven scenes. Okay, and we did the seven days last week. We did the seven so days, we don't need right. to focus on those. And so we don't have a whole lot of time to go into these in great detail. But again, the seventh day is the first sign. So the seventh day is the wedding at Cana of Galilee. Mm-hmm. Jesus turns the water into wine. The second sign is the healing of an official son. He heals him at a distance. Uh, the third sign is the healing of a paralytic man at the pool. Mm. And I think you and I have both been to that mm-hmm. pool. Uh, the pool of Beth... Siloam, isn't it? Beth Siloam, that's right. Yeah, Siloam, that's right. Yeah. I was thinking of another story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so the, the God's going to trouble the water, uh, waiting yeah. the water. Right. Uh, waiting the water, Jesus. Oh, thank Anyways, you. Okay, so, okay. It's Monday morning. In, right. Mm-hmm. The fourth sign is the feeding of the 5,000, which is the only miracle recorded in all four Gospels. Mm. The fifth is walking on water. Uh, The sixth is the healing of a man born blind, which is a great sign. Uh, And then the seventh and final is the raising of Lazarus. So there are seven signs um, in, in the Gospel of John. In addition to the seven signs... There are seven I am statements. And so if you remember your uh, your Old Testament, um, Moses says to God in the burning bush, well, you know, you're going to send me to these people. You're going to send me to Pharaoh. And then when he says, well, what is what is the name of this God of yours? What shall I say? Mm-hmm. And God says, tell him I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I am who I, who I am. am. I am has sent me to you. Right. Uh, and so I am is, is um, a very... Technical. Yeah, very technical um, word word in the the gospel. Mm -hmm. And Jesus uses this seven times in the gospels of John. So he says, uh, the first is, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. Uh, The third, I am the good shepherd. Uh, The fourth, I am the door of the sheep. Mm -hmm. The fifth, my favorite, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. The sixth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then the seventh, I am the vine, you are the branches. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so there are these seven I am statements. And, and in fact, there's an eighth when the, uh, when the um, soldiers come to arrest Jesus in the Gospel of John. They come to arrest him. And Jesus says, whom are you looking for? And they say, we're looking for Jesus. Right. He says, I am, I am he. And they mm -hmm. all fall down. Right. Uh, so there's this eighth I am. But that's there's these. So you have seven yes. signs, seven I ams, seven days in the prologues. Uh, there are seven, a couple of the, the key passages have seven scenes. Mm. And so the woman at the well. Yeah. There's these seven interactions. Okay. Seven bits of... Uh, the back yeah, and forth. Yeah, seven yeah. backs and back mm -hmm. and forth mm -hmm. right, between Jesus and the woman at the well. Uh, with the man born blind, uh, there are seven scenes where Jesus comes, he heals the man, and then the man goes and washes, and people says, is this the guy? No, hmm. it looks like him, but I don't think it's him. And then, you know, back and forth. Okay. So seven scenes mm -hmm. back and forth. And then one that we really focused on in class was the seven scenes of the trial before Pilate, mm. uh, which I, I absolutely love. But the, the way the story is told, you know, Pilate comes out, he talks uh, with the people who accuse Jesus, the scribes and chief priests, and then he goes back inside to meet with Jesus. And then he goes back, back out and talks with the accusers again and then goes back inside and meets with Jesus. And just goes back and forth and back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you imagine it like a movie scene, you can see Pilate kind of shuttling back and forth from one side of the stage mm. uh, to the other. And it, it shows his indecisiveness, his indecision that he's caught on the horns of a dilemma and which way will he decide. And uh, you know, to, to Pilate's tragedy, he finally decides to hand him over and be crucified. Mm -hmm. Caring more for his own skin, mm. for his own life, yes. uh, than the life of what he knows is an innocent man. Hmm. Right? You know, if you hand him over, then you are no friend of Caesar. Right. We're going to report you to the big guy. So uh, Pilate at that point decides, you know, it's not worth it. Hmm. And he hands him over to be crucified. Even though his wife had had a dream and warned him. Yes, although that that's wasn't a good idea. Oh, well, yeah, still. Okay. still. Yeah. And the point there is always listen to your wife. Yes, that's the point. Yes. That's why I had to bring that up. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And uh, then a uh, last one I want to talk about is seven hours. Mm. So there are seven hours. Um, and the, the first time this appears is at the wedding of Cana. So, you know, they're sitting there having the party. The, the uh, wine runs out. Mary comes up to Jesus and mm -hmm. says, Jesus, they've run out of wine. wine. And he says to her, woman, my hour has not yet come. Right. right? But then he does. You know, he does he what does she it. asks mm -hmm. him to. Again, always listen to your mom. Yes. In addition to your mom wife. Mom and wife, Yes. So he does what uh, what she asks him to, and that's the first uh, the first of the signs. Mm -hmm. But then later, um, you know, the the second time this this phrase appears, the hour, uh, people come to arrest him. But it says in, in John chapter seven verse thirty, but they could not arrest him because his hour had not yet okay, come. Right. And then a little bit later, the next chapter, John chapter eight verse twenty, another time where Jesus is in one of these disputes and people reject him. But again, they could not arrest him because his hour had not yet come. Hmm. Um, and then, so that's seven times it says his hour had not yet come? Yeah, it's seven okay. times. And so now the fourth time, there's this cluster of them right around the healing, right around the raising of, of Lazarus. Lazarus. So the raising of Lazarus is the seventh and the final sign. And as we'll see, the raising of Lazarus was really a turning point in, uh, in John's gospel. So in John chapter 12, verse 23, uh, well, actually, I'll pick it up with verse 20. I just preached on this a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. These came to Philip, who was Methsida and Galilee. And they said, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went to Andrew. Andrew and Philip went to Jesus. And Jesus said to them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Right? So there it is. So the hour has not yet come. The hour mm -hmm. has not yet come. The hour has not yet come. Aha! 
the hour has come. It's the fourth time. Mm. And then a little bit later, verse 27. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Notice for this person that I have come, for this purpose I have come to this hour. So again, mm. the hour has come. Okay. Um, and then a, uh, that was a fifth time. And then a sixth time in chapter 13, verse 1, Monday, Thursday. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, to depart out of this world and go to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Mm. And then Jesus washes the feet of the disciples, uh, and then they have they celebrate the Last Supper together, and then Jesus takes them out into the garden, and he has four chapters of instruction for them, uh, which wraps up with what's called the High Priestly Prayer in John chapter 17, verse 1, and it begins like this. And when Jesus has spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour mm. has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. Okay. So that's the seventh and final hour. And then after that, Jesus is betrayed, handed over, um, and, and crucified and dies. Hmm. Uh, so we have all of these themes. You know, the, the way that John writes his gospel, he uses this, uh, this uh, number seven as an organizing principle, as an organizing theme. And I think there's a lot going on to it. Well, I know there's a lot going right. on to it. Always uh, is something. But what I could come up with today is this. That there is a time when Jesus was healing the man uh, at the pool, and the Pharisees came up to him and said, What are you doing? You're, you're healing on the Sabbath Ooh. day. And Jesus said, Chapter 5, verse 17, My father is still working on the Sabbath, and I am still working too. Uh, and so, of course, the Sabbath is the seventh day, and Jesus has come. God has come into the world. God is still working on the Sabbath day. God is still working on the seventh day. And so we have all of these sevens all over the place. Except the last one, do you remember Jesus' final words on the cross in the Gospel of John? Mm-hmm. It is finished. It is finished. Right? And so now God's work is done. Uh, the work of redemption is complete. Mm-hmm. Jesus dies and a whole new age, a whole new era begins with his resurrection. I see. Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? Okay. Yes, because now we're in the last days, right? Mm-hmm. The time between when he came and then is coming again. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what the, the book of Hebrews says that in, uh, but now in, in these, these last, last days, days he, he has, has spoken, spoken to, to us, us by his, his son. son. So the last days have gone a lot longer than anyone thought they would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, thousands of years. Thousands more. of years, right? Yes. Uh, and you wonder how much longer they'll go on. Yes. But, uh, but until he comes again, the, this era is called the last days. And of course, you know, when he does come, then that is like, that's the, the last day mm-hmm. or the, the last time, yes. end times. Yes. So. Okay. I have a little correction though, because sure. I said, I said that where we visited in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and in chapter five was Siloam, but it's not, it's Beth- Bethesda. Oh, Bethesda. It's the sheep gate. Okay. Remember that one's called Siloam is the one that's churning. Isn't oh yeah. It? Yeah. That's right. The okay. waters the pool, are churning. Because yeah, he says, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Yeah. Right. So this is different. Mm. <clears throat> John chapter five is Bethesda. Yeah. So the man born blind goes to the pool of Siloam. Just in case. And the, the guy who's trying to crawl. Crawl. Yes. Yeah. That's the one that churns up. That was up. a really neat place though. Because they showed it to us. And as I remember it was, it was way down below us. Yes. And it has uh, the colonnades. This says colonies. that there are like five colonnades yep. or something and you can still see them. Yeah, and if you remember in seminary, that was kind of a key turning point because until that era, era, area was excavated, um, skeptical scholars would point at this and they'd say, well, you know, John here talks about this so-called pool at Bethesda with five porticos. Uh-huh. We've never found it. Uh-huh. He didn't know what he was talking about. He's just making it up. And then lo and behold, they excavate it and there is the pool of 
Bethesda, Bethesda. exactly as John described. Exactly. It. Now wait, that was excavated when we were in seminary? No, no, but that, oh. it was excavated oh, we in the learned early 20th about that. century. We learned okay, about it. Okay, yeah. I see. Because the late 19th century, there was this, it was the start of, of the skepticism, yes. skeptical movement yes. in biblical studies. Got it. And then another one, too, of the Gospel of John was uh, Pilate comes out and he takes his judgment seat on the stone, on the stone pavement called an Aramaic Gabatha uh-huh. or Gabatha. Yeah. And again, they said, there is no such thing. We've never found it. But, you know, lo and behold, excavations were done and they found stone pavement yes. outside the Praetorium. So. Yes. Very nice. Just goes to show you that uh, the more people try to poke holes at the Bible, the mm-hmm. better it stands up. That's true. On that note, we can end, I think. That's right. So this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wish you a somber but Fruitful. joyful celebration Fruitful Ash Wednesday. And we will we'll record something next week. I don't know what, though. Well, no, I don't think we will because we don't have class. So why would we record? Well, but what will our people do without oh, us? Oh, they'll be fine. Are they? No, okay. there's nothing. No, next week we will not. Okay. Because we don't have class. No, I don't. Yes, yeah. so there's nothing to talk about. I mean, of course, we could talk about a lot of things, but we better give ourselves a little break. Okay, we'll okay. give ourselves a break. And we will be back uh, the following week with the rest of... What are we doing? Epistles next? Um, In Crossways, probably. Oh, uh, the Book of Acts. Oh, the Book of Acts, book of, of course. Yep. I skipped right over that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will talk about the Book of Acts in two weeks. <laughs>